Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're looking this week at Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 19. And ultimately, we're we're looking at different aspects of really what it means to be the ecclesia. Now, we also saw how uh, Peter's real name was Simon Barjona. But once he got a revelation, he became Simon Peter. And as he continued to walk in that, he became Peter. He became the rock, if you would. And we said how that if we'll study God's word, in any area, any area that you study God's word and begin to see what God says, it'll turn you into a rock in that area. It will make you strong in that area. But the problem is the body of Christ has not studied what God's word says about culture or governance. We haven't studied it. And so we are shifting sand, if you would, and therefore we have no strength to withhold against the storms, and the storms are prevailing. We've got to get the word in us so we can become that rock. Now, today I want to go, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask a basic question. And, and I know this will go uh, counter of, of a lot of theology. But... If you would, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll give you <laughs> I'll give you my approach to things here very quickly. Is you know, and and I'm not trying to attack different groups, but I I grew up in a denomination that you had the Bible, but if you were going to find out what we believe. There was this other book <laughs> that told you what we believe. And when you became a member, this other book's what you studied. And if you would, uh, from that standpoint, and, and I don't entirely uh, different, I don't really think that's altogether wrong, but the problem is, is when the Bible's here and the other books are here, you know, the Bible's down here, and, and these other books are over top of it. Are we going to believe what the other books say instead of what the Bible says? My approach to life is I, I, I try to believe fully everything I believe. But if I find out that the Word of God says something different, then all my beliefs in that area, they need to change to the Bible. I need the Bible is the standard, and I'm trying to grow into that. I'm trying to alter and adjust myself to come into alignment with the Scripture. That that's the objective, and in all honesty, I believe that should be the objective of every Christian, of every believer, of every organization. That if we grow in revelation of the Word, and that means, oh, that's wrong. What we've believed in this area is wrong. 
I love what one minister said one time. Um, it was at a Bible school, and one of the students came up to him and said, said, well, do you believe everything that this other minister says? And the answer was given. I don't agree with everything I've said. And you see, we, we have to understand growth causes change. Growth means at some point, if we continue to grow, we're going to have to think differently than we do now. And when it comes to the ecclesia, when it comes to culture, this is one of the areas that so many in the church need to have a shift because our thinking is out of line with God's word. Let's go ahead and read this passage and we'll look at it. But the question I'm going to ask you is, who holds the keys? Who holds the keys? Let's read this passage and you can think about what Jesus said regarding who holds them. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my ecclesia, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be loosed in heaven, and whatever you loose, excuse me, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So here, after Jesus identified that he got a revelation from heaven, he said, you're now a rock, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. If you would, the pattern that we see here is if, if you recognize Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God, you become part of the rock. Paul actually put it this way. We're all lively stones being built for a habitation of God. We're supposed to be a rock. We're supposed to have strength for the kingdom of God, for the principles of God, in seeking the kingdom of God and the things that he approves. We're supposed to be a rock in that regard. There's a number of scriptures that would show us that. Now, he says, you'll become that, and I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Once you know who Jesus is, you got the keys. Who has the keys? Now, traditional Christianity, and, and I understand there will, there will be those that will not like what I'm getting ready to say. Traditional Christianity says that Jesus never gave them to us. Traditional Christianity says God controls everything. Well, let me ask you a question. Do we follow a theological system or do we believe the Bible? Now, I've made my choice. 
I'm going to endeavor to rightly divide the word of God and believe it. I want to follow and believe the Bible, not just something. And, and see, I'll tell you where some of that comes from. Uh, a number of years ago, um, I thought I would just, you know, do some new study uh, and go, go back and uh, do a basic theological study. And I actually bought uh, uh, one of the textbooks of a very, uh, very large denomination. And one of, not the only one they use, but one of the textbooks that they use for their study of theology, which study of theology, theology means study of God. And I'll be honest with you, I had trouble getting through the first chapter because here was the basic premise that they were putting out was that God has to be all these things. God has to be all-knowing. God has to be powerful. God, God has to be omniscient. Um, excuse me, omnipresent. Uh, for him to be God. But you know, the Bible doesn't take that approach. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God. <laughs> uh, if you would, the way I would like to put it is, God didn't have to pass somebody's uh, litmus test in order to be God. He is. The Bible doesn't teach us that God meets the qualifications for being God. The Bible teaches us who God is. He's God. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. But he didn't have to be those two things to be God. He is God. He is God. He is who he is. And too much of the... Uh, too much of the... Uh, framework of our beliefs today are really built off of somebody sitting up in a room coming up with rules that certain things have to fit into rather than really just studying the Bible. It's more philosophically based than biblically based. Uh, or as I heard one person put it one time, we've been religiously brainwashed instead of scripturally taught. We need to study the Word of God and let the Word of God teach us. Not some philosophy, not some religious rigor, if you would. We need to just go with the Bible. And here, again, back to our question, who has the keys? Who has the keys? According to theology, According to, tradition, to, according to traditional Christianity, God has the keys. Who did Jesus say had them? Who did Jesus say had them? Now, at that point, you see, this, this is huge in all honesty. This is huge. Because right here at this point, this is, is a, uh, this is a fork in the road. And as Yogi Berra said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> uh, 
But this, this is a fork in the road in understanding Scripture. Because here, Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. I give you the keys. And then he goes on and notice the sequence. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose will be loosed in heaven. In other words, he's saying heaven is going to respond to your action. Oh, dear God, in some theological circles, that's heresy. That's just mind-blowing. Oh, dear God, that's wrong. This is a fork in the road. And you see, ultimately, this comes down to, are we going to believe what's in the Bible or just a set of theological uh, uh, beliefs? I've made my choice. I'm going to believe the Word of God. And again, I know I will have to change from time to time. See, that's the nice thing about this over here, this set of theological beliefs. You, you can formulate that and you never have to change. You can be an expert on it, never have to change. If you're going to believe the Bible, you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to change. You're going to have to be conformed to the image of His Word and go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. That is going to always cause change. And we just prefer not to have change. Let's just have this set of beliefs and go with it. If we're going to be the ecclesia, we've got to believe the Bible, and we've got to understand we have the keys. God bless you. See you tomorrow. You've been listening to Ecclesia Principles with Ray Eppard. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augusta Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augusta Seed online at AugustaSeed.com.